Hello and welcome to the Vorthos cast. I'm Jay Anelli. I'm Lorelai Weissel. I'm Brian Dawes. And I'm Chris Delano. And today we are finishing our Zendikar D&D campaign. But before we get to that, we would like to mention two important things. First, Call Time stuff is out and starting to be released. We are not going to talk about that tonight, however, because we are going to have at least a month or two to talk about it in the new year. Speaking of the new year, next week is Christmas. The week after that is New Year's. Uh, Our recording nights are going to be Christmas Eve and New Year's Eve, and we are taking those evenings off. So you will hear us again on January... Oh, shoot. Is it 11th? 11th, yes. Mm-hmm. You'll hear us again on January 11th with our two preview cards, which we will talk about, and we will also do a deep dive into the Kaldheim world building. It's going to be a lot of fun. Kaldheim is one of the planes I'm, uh, whose world building I enjoy a whole, whole lot. Uh, it's up there with Theros and a couple other planes that have really interesting things going on in the world, so I can't wait to talk about it. But with that, I'm going to turn it over to Chris. All right. So last we left off, the adventurers had found their way into a a sort of treasure trove in the center of the Gul'draz Skyclave. You investigated the room a little bit after an encounter with some goblins. I think encounter is a good word for what happened with the goblins. Um, We encountered them, sure. uh, You found in this room a giant throne with a uh, inky black center circle that seemed to be a lot like the one in the previous room. Uh, You also found treasure lining the room, including what seemed to be some Kaladesh Aether Catchers in in there. Uh, It seemed very quiet and oddly empty until uh, suddenly, where we were going to pick off, uh, Tabarax, the demon master of this cult and lord of this skyclave, descended from the impossibly tall ceiling in this room, blocking out the light and announcing himself to you. Let's just go ahead and pick up uh, with uh, some initiative rolls. Oh. I mean, if you want to reason with the demon, feel free to try. Smurt got a 16. All right, so Smurt 16. That's uh, a 21 for Ruse. Okay. Wow. Um, That was a 6. Okay. So... We are going to start off uh, with Ruse. You are, last we left you, were uh, leaning over a mysteriously shiny blade in a pile of treasure. What are you going to do? I want to pick up a shiny blade and shove it into my coat. Uh, You pick it up and shove it into your coat, and that counts as a, uh, I think, interact with object, which does not take up your action. So you can still do something else this turn if you'd like. Can I take... A hide action. Uh, you can hide. Uh, I believe the hide action means that for Tabrax to see you, he has to roll a successful pers- uh, perception to beat your stealth. Do you want to go ahead and give me a stealth roll and we can just keep that in mind for Tabrax tries to see you? Uh, 22. Nice. I, I think this is going to be a very... Assuming success against a demon potentially this is going to be a very scrooge mcducky dive into a pile of treasure type thing uh there is plenty of treasure (laughs) to dive into you manage to uh hide behind a rather large what appears to be some sort of like 
iron wrought cage that's just standing up and it's just absolutely full of golden bones. You can hide behind it pretty easily, uh, hiding from Tabarax's gaze, uh, you hope. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Smurt, there is a uh, demon floating above a throne in the middle that of was this a bonus. room. That's a bonus action for rogues, right? Oh, it is. Do you want to do anything else with your turn? I assumed you were just hiding. I don't think you have any ranged weapons on you. I can throw a dagger. You could throw a dagger. Got a couple crappy ones. So I think from my hiding place behind uh, the cage here, uh, I am going to yeet the shoddily made dagger at Tabarax. Uh, Tabarax knows that you hid, but doesn't know which direction you went. So you will be making this attack with advantage as you are successfully hidden from him. Okay, that's good because it's a minus one dagger. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is. All right. Huh. Well, uh, love love to roll two dice and still get a 12 for an attack roll. So uh, your dagger (laughs) flies out from your hiding place. And then sort of clatters on the ground, uh, completely missing Tabarax, who looks over as the dagger flies by and clatters across the stone and then looks back in your direction. Uh, you have been revealed. Uh, I, I just kind of silently whisper, shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Smirt, it's your turn. There's a demon. Oh, Okay. Well, it is time for, uh, it's time to enter negotiations. And with that, I pull out my sparking, uh, crossbow from my, uh, my artificer bag of holding, uh, and level it at the guy, at the, the demon and said, take this to Bobo. And I roll and that's a 10. Jesus. (laughs) So yeah, you, uh, you shoot your crossbow bolt and it, uh, goes to the other side of Tabarax, uh, (laughs) So he he sort of watches that bolt careen across the room and clatter against the wall uh, and then stares back at you now, Smurt. Uh, he, he looks like he's got kind of a messed up face and it's hard to tell because he's kind of in silhouette still, but it does seem to be grinning. Oh, dear. OK, well, uh, with that, who's who's within about 10 feet of me? Uh, I don't believe anyone, because I think Bendaren is a spider on the wall. That is correct. (laughs) And Ruse is hiding. So you're kind of out in the open by yourself. Okay. Well, (laughs) when when that doesn't work, I will use my move action to take cover behind something nearby. Is there like a pile of treasure I can hide behind? Uh, Yeah, absolutely. There's the the walls are kind of lined with these piles of treasure and uh, mysterious objects. So you can you can hide behind something else. I will uh, take cover uh, closer to Bendaren so that I'm within range to use my Eldritch Cannon, and I will uh, grant one d8 plus four temporary hit points uh, to both him and me. So let me roll that. So twelve. We get twelve temporary hit points. Yes, I dig it. Those are going to be important. Oh, Make boy. sure you put those on your sheet. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then I'm going to... Is dismissing the cannon like an action or anything? Or I, 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 I can just wait till next turn. Yeah, I think it, uh, I think it should say on the, the spell. Uh, so uh, next up in the order of uh, initiative here is uh, Tabarax, who is 
floating in the air. Uh, he's going to uh, simply point one of his... Uh, he In one hand, he appears to be holding what looks like a, a staff of some kind. In his other hand, he points towards the direction of uh, you, Ruse. And he is going to uh, say in a, a sort of happy, jaunty kind of sounding tone for a demon... Why don't you come out and and supplicate yourself? Uh, and I need you to make me a, I believe it is a wisdom saving throw. Let me check that real quick before I uh, confirm it. Yes, a wisdom saving throw, Ruse. Uh, you have advantage on this. <sighs> All right, you got to stop giving me advantage on rolls. That's a 12. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. Actually, hold up. Uh, his spell save DC is 12. <gasps> so you do manage to save uh, as you feel the effects of this demon's sort of pull, the sort of power that he may have been using to charm these followers to him. Uh, it's It washes over you, but your unique, I want to say unique biological makeup <laughs> as, a, uh, as a shapeshifter uh, helps you fight off this... Uh, this sort of mental assault. Uh, the makeup isn't biological. I have to apply that myself. <laughs> uh, he then uh, swoops down uh, as he feels that the magic does not take hold. He swoops towards the spider on the wall and attempts to hit it with his staff. So uh, that is going to be, on you, Bindarin, a 12 to hit you. That uh, does not hit. All right. Well, he swings at you, and you manage to, uh, with all of your legs, pull yourself away from the swinging staff. Uh, and on that, it is now your turn. Well, first, I'm going to attempt to web his eye, his head or eye areas, even though I can't, uh, like, in the, I don't think I can do that. Like, I would love to be able to web him, like, preferably in the eye area, but, you know, I'll let you decide what I can do and what I can't do. So if the, uh, we're going to call this a called shot. So I will increase his AC by two uh, if you want to try and hit him in the head with your web. Uh, and if you are successful and you hit him in the head with your web, we can then give him the blinded condition. Uh, 13 does not hit, I'm, I'm assuming. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, as your web sort of flies at him and it gets stuck in his horns and... You can see for a moment this sort of like energy pass over his body and the webs sort of melt off of him. Oh, wonderful. Uh, anything else you want to do? I am going to. Oh, God, this is. So we are in the middle of this room, right? Or I'm near. A... I guess I'm near a wall. Yes. I'm, I'm on that wall. Um... The room is rather large, so there's plenty of space to run. But uh, he moves very quickly. So you, while you're in the room, you may not be able to get out of range of him getting to you within a round. But you can probably get away from him so that he can't hit you with his staff immediately. Well, considering he was in melee to hit me already, it doesn't make sense to try to move out of his range because I'll just invoke an attack of opportunity. So, so how big is he? Like, is he like normal human-sized? He would be considered large. He is larger than a human. He's definitely bigger than Smurt. Uh, he's probably about the size of you and your spider form. How far away from Smurt is he? Smurt is big in spirit. 
Smart, you, Smart is 10 feet away from you, or within 10 feet of you, as he gave you some bonus hit points. Yeah. Uh, is he... Is he still... Like, could I get between Smurt and him and Tabrax? Uh, Tabrax is flying, so you kind gotcha. of already are between him and Smurt. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, I'm going to... Ugh, not good, not good, not good. I guess I'm just going to stay put for now. All right. Uh, Ruse, your attempt to throw a dagger at him failed uh, spectacularly, uh, and it is now your turn again. Yeah, I guess I guess throwing the dagger is kind of not a good start if I want to try to negotiate, huh? <laughs> if you're if you're looking to make a deal with a demon, uh, throwing daggers at him could either dissuade him from wanting to make a deal with you, or impress him. Yeah, it's a, it's a real crapshoot on this one. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? Throwing a really cruddy dagger was also kind of a crapshoot. <laughs> I think Ruse is going to kind of step out from behind this cage and uh, draw her uh, rapier. The cage guard is uh, octopus tentacles. And I think she's going to point it right at Tabarax. Be like, Oi, demon, I have no quarrel with you. I am here for treasure and magnificence and glory. And I just want to take it and go. And, uh, you know, I think you should just let me do that. I'm not going to hurt you. I don't I don't care about you or your little cult here. This is fine. It's great. <laughs> Love it, in fact. Uh, and I'm going to roll persuasion. <laughs> you can roll persuasion. That's a 16. Uh, yeah, so Tabrax turns to you, uh, and you can see his eyes are glowing, uh, sort of similar to the, the light that's in the middle of this room, this sort of hollow bluish white light. Uh-huh. Uh, and he, you hear, he had a sort of a laughing tone when he was toying with you earlier, but in a more uh-huh. serious voice, you hear him say, oh no, of everyone here, you're going to be the last one to leave alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't like that. <laughs> uh, anything else for your turn or else it smirts? <laughs> Hold on. Wait, does, does that mean we're all leaving alive? I just have to go out the door last? Yes. <laughs> I was just thinking about it. <laughs> uh, you know, you can bring that up with the demon. Um, no, 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 that was in character. That is absolutely Ruse's response. Tabrax does not respond in the time before it is now Smurt's turn. <laughs> wow. Smurt, uh, Smurt is looking at his cannon and thinking why did i make this this way i just wanted to save some goblins so i uh i i i think i can dismiss it doesn't say it right here but i've read it before like i can dismiss the eldritch cannon and then i'll create a new one using a spell slot since i already used my Mm -hmm. one per day uh so let me let me mark a spell slot and i'll bring it back as a uh force ballista uh, and then the bonus action from the Force Ballista, I will uh, shoot at the demon Toboggan. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, I gotta roll a d20, don't I? Oh, nat 20! So it's a 26 to hit. Uh, nice. With a nat 20, you crit. That will absolutely nice. hit. Alright, and then let's do 2d8. That is 11 damage. Alright. 
Uh, oh, nice. Um, you uh, shoot out your little force ballista bolt of energy at him, and you can hear it thud against his side. Uh, it seems as if, uh, just from that sound alone, you can tell that he is um, he's very solidly made. Uh, as the as the hit definitely sort of knocks him a little bit, but not enough to throw him off balance or anything. He takes the hit and continues to float in the air. Uh, is there anything okay. else for your turn? I think you've done your action and bonus action. So that was 11 times 2, right? Just so I'm, my math is correct. Oh, no, you rolled twice the number of dice. Oh, okay, hold yeah. on. Let me roll the other okay. dice. Oh, that's important. So it's 18 total. 18 total. Oh, not as nice. Uh, so that will... Okay. Uh, yeah, he seems to... Um, you With an 18 damage, you do sort of rock him a little bit in the air, but he maintains his uh, his holding floating flight uh as demons do um is there anything else for your turn do you want to attempt to run away would you like to stay where you are uh i feel like when if he's in the air i don't have a really solid hiding spot so i'm gonna stay near my buddy all right uh tabarax's eyes were fixated on ruse uh he looked to to have sort of a murderous intent uh but when you hit him with your force cannon he snaps over and looks towards you, uh, Smirt, and he points and says, down, goblin. Uh, and I'm going to need you to make me a constitution saving throw. What? Why? No. <laughs> Wait, we can... 14. We can just say no when Chris wants us to roll a saving throw. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd try it. Okay, uh, so with a 14, you will save. Uh, so you will take half damage from this. But he points his finger at you, and you can see uh, sort of like the same black light, or the same sort of black consistency of the of the blood that was pulling before, sort of shoots out of his finger in the shape of a lightning bolt. And you are going to take, I have to count up, half of this damage. Uh, you will take half of 31, so we oh will round goodness. down. So you'll take 15 damage Jesus. Uh, as he has cast Blight on you. Good thing you're not a uh, non-magical plant, or else you'd just be dead. So 50... Oh, well, thankfully, that only... After my temp hit points are gone, that only leaves me at 28. Okay. Uh, and then after doing that, uh, sort of still keeping his eye on you, Smirt, he swings his staff around to attempt to hit the spider on the wall. Good actions and casting spells. He does. Uh, so that will be a 13 to hit misses uh he's he just barely misses you we'll just say that um as he's sort of focused on smirt uh and he is going to uh sort of fly back just a little bit and it will be uh still within range of anything that you want to do uh bendarin but it is now your turn so he is now how and did he move away from me so do i get an attack for opportunity on him uh he still stayed within reach of you but he did sort of back up just a little bit, just to sort of show he was, uh, he is a little bit aware now of y'all's abilities. Right. I am going to attempt to web his wings. All right. Uh, it will be an attack where he will, uh, if you're a shot, he'll have a higher AC. Oh, 18. Because you are attempting to hit his wings, you just barely miss them. Sad day. If, if you had just been trying to aim for him, you actually might have hit him. Uh, as he manages to sort of beat his wings up just very quickly and dodge out of the way of your web. 
Um, anything else for your turn? Uh, no. All right. Uh, Ruse, back to your turn. This demon has a personal issue with you, it seems. Clearly. Don't like that. Uh, that is, that is, that is not ideal. Hmm, what is the question I'm asking here? Uh, do, do I know this demon, or do I, like, is there a reason that my character would know why? No. Okay. Uh, you might start putting a couple of things together, uh, but I don't know if Ruse can put those connections together quite yet. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't think Ruse as a person is terribly interested. <laughs> that, that was curiosity of me, for me as a player. Uh, more might be revealed over the course of this combat. Yeah, we'll see. Hey, speaking of combat, how how close is Tabarax to everyone right now? Uh, he is within melee range of the spider on the wall, okay. uh, about ten feet away from Smurt, who is on the ground, and you are you're within throwing range. So I'd probably say like twenty to thirty feet away. So I'm I'm close enough that I can run up and do a stabby stab. Uh, he's floating up pretty high, but you could try. He's a big boy. There's a lot of space to stab on him. Stab him in the foot. Yeah, so we we're gonna we're gonna rapier attack. Alright. I don't I don't remember. Did I did I ever get the rapier fixed from the acid damage? I think that was long enough ago where at this point you would have had the op- the opportunity to do so. It has been several yeah. months, I believe, since the last adventure. Attack roll. Oh no. Um, oh no. So mm-hmm. it's an eight, but um, <laughs> I I'm gonna use my very broken feet, lucky, and reroll. Absolutely. Because that's yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Is it worse? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the yeah, the lucky reroll is a seven. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so uh. you you rush up and attempt to to stab in the the lower leg or the foot this floating demon, and you put all of your weight behind it and you attempt to stab into him, uh, and find that you have missed entirely. Yeah, we're we're gonna um gonna uh I can. I can, yeah, I can hide as a bonus action, so we we gun do that. <laughs> well, the the thing is, if you um, you as a rogue, you can hide as a bonus action. You can also, yes. I believe, disengage as a bonus action, uh, or dash as a bonus action. The yeah. issue you're going to run into here is that you are within melee of him. If you attempt to run away without disengaging, he will uh, have an attack of opportunity on you. Um, one one of my uh, abilities uh, is called Fancy Footwork. Um, so oh. uh, if I make a melee attack against him, he can't make an opportunity attack against me for the rest of my turn. Oh, well then look at that. You can uh, sashay away. Correct. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think it's just like I, I go to swipe and just like miss horribly just under my breath whisper, shit. Uh, and I'm gonna like try to slide like underneath like an ornate jade table or something. I don't know. G- give give me a cool treasure to hide around. Uh, there is a chrome turtle. A it is just a large turtle. <laughs> just chrome, a chrome turtle. turtle. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. I'll I'll just like slide under that. 
Yeah, give me a uh, stealth roll to see how well you hide from him. Oh, please don't suck. <laughs> uh, that is a 12. Okay, you rolled a 12. Uh, <laughs> Smirt, you just witnessed Ruse very uh, boldly attempt to stab this demon and failed tremendously and run away. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to attempt to negotiate again because I really need this crossbow to hit something in this game because I've, it's my repeating shot crossbow. Like, I'm very proud of my mm-hmm. customized artificer crossbow. So I'm going to shoot that first. That's a okay. 16. Uh, you shoot your crossbow bolt and he knocks it away with one of his wings. Uh-huh. All right. And then as my bonus action, I am going to uh, blast him with the cannon again. All right. And that, you're not going to believe me. Is it another it's, crit? It's, it's another nat 20. Yeah. Jeez. <sighs> All right. Why, roll, me, why? Uh, <laughs> roll me some can, damage dice before this demon kills you. I can control <laughs> alt print screen this for you if you <laughs> no, don't it's believe fine. Me. He's, he's going to be very uh, upset with you, though. 20, that 20 damage, that is inclusive of all four dice roll. All right. Uh, you slam into him with your bolt, and he... Uh, sort of recoils a little bit from it. Uh, his attention is now firmly on you and your little machine. Uh, anything else for your turn? Uh, I'm going to move and like hide under something. <laughs> um, Let me can... see. Do I have any goblins? To... No, Fury of the Small isn't going to help me with this one. All right. All right. Um... I'm, I'm going to move and try and get cover or under something. Uh, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, I don't have another bonus action, so I can't hide. Okay, yeah. Then I will just... Uh... You you scurry away and uh, find yourself under a giant sort of uh, carven wooden bear. Uh, it's inlaid with gold. It's very nice looking. Sounds great. Uh, at that point, uh, the demon sort of followed you and... Your little cannon has been causing him a lot of problems. Is your cannon just sort of out in the open? It usually I have it moving around on like with me on my shoulder. Okay. Uh, but in this case, I was in such a rush, I I, I ran and hid under something, and it was still sitting where it was sitting. Uh, he is going to uh fly sort of the little distance down to your cannon uh, and attempt to smash it with his staff. Does your cannon have hit points? Uh, it's got an AC of eighteen and twenty hit points. Oh. What the hell? Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, well, uh, Eldritch he... cannons are awesome. <laughs> did he move out of my melee range to go to attack um, that? Uh, he he did. If your melee range is regular melee range. Yep. Jesus Christ! I'm running like trash tonight. That is a miss. It is absolutely a miss. Uh, he rolled a twenty-two on his attack to hit your cannon. So he is going to do. Oh, your your cannon is almost another uh, me. <laughs> he, he is going to do eight damage to your cannon. Uh, and okay. now that he's sort of at ground level, um, he can see you. You have taken cover. Uh, but he is going to use the rest of his movement uh, because he has a fly speed of 40 feet to fly over to you, uh, Smirt. And he is going to reach out. And he is going to attempt to grab you with his hand. Let's see. Uh, so that is going to be 
have to look up his melee spell attack. Uh, that is going to be an 18 to hit you. Uh, my AC is 16, so it hits. All right, so that is going to be not a lot. It's not a it's not a whole lot of damage. He rolled very poorly on his damage roll, uh, but he is going to uh, sort of grab your face with his hand, which is rather large, and your face is rather small, uh, and you feel your sort of energy, your very life force sort of cycle out of you just a little bit uh, as he uses vampiric touch. Uh, so he deals uh, seven necrotic damage to you. Okay. <laughs> Technically, I'm flanking him now, though, right? Uh, you are within uh, melee range of him, and your cannon is on the other side of him, I do believe. Okay, um, cool. You feel... Uh, it, it doesn't sort of go away. You can still feel it on you as his magic is sort of grabbed onto your face. It was not a momentary thing. Okay. Okay. This sounds awesome. Uh, it will now be uh, Bindarin's turn. Wonderful. Um, how far would it be to get to um, what do call it at this point? Uh, you could get to him with a regular move action. Unless you have like a reduced move speed for some reason. No, I, this normal is 30 feet climb or walk. Mm-hmm. He is on ground level now, so you could climb down and get to him. Let's see if my web recharges. Not that I'm really using it this turn. It does not. I am going to. I would like to make an acrobatics check to, to try to land on his back. Go ahead and make an. I will. I will count it as sort of like an attack roll with acrobatics. So if you can meet his AC, you will uh, land on his back. What am I adding to it? Is it just acrobatics? It would or? be your acrobatics roll. Mm-hmm. Sort of like a grapple, except you're not trying to grab onto him. You're just trying to land onto him. That is... I'm using the spiders. So that would be another 18. Uh, With an 18, you do land on his back. Uh, There are giant wings there. So it is is hard to... You are not going to be able to hold onto his back unless you make a grapple attack. But you are on his back. Uh... I'll just attempt to sink my my little spider fangs into his neck. Sure. Uh, That is a 16. Uh, You try and bite him, but you cannot get past the horns. Uh, With his wings and his horns there, you find your your fangs trying to reach his neck, but they can't make it. Anything else for your turn? Otherwise, it's going to be ruse. Um, God, can I just, like, cry? about my dying <laughs> <laughs> well, I would like I mean, to he's... use my bonus action to weep <laughs> <laughs> uh, crying is a free action actually oh nice yeah uh, well uh, I am gonna stabby stabby with the rapier again uh, you will have to leave your position to get to him sure will so you will no longer be considered hidden yeah I guess uh, also he saw you go there anyways you rolled a, a pretty pretty low stealth roll um, <laughs> don't worry about it we we don't we don't go by the rolls we go by the confidence <laughs> all right well you you can confidently stroll out to stab him uh believing hey, you hey, might have been hit i'm gonna cut you will not have it i'm gonna cut you off right here fuck you chris that's a that's a crit on my attack roll okay you you you're gonna hit Roll me a... It is also a sneak attack, so I believe you will double those damage if that's something you would like to do. Yeah. Or double the dice. 
how do I do this in D20? Oh, no. Jeez. Uh, I combine D&D Beyond and Roll20 here. Uh, how do I do How do I roll for crits in D&D Beyond? So you're going to roll double the dice. So what you're going to do is you're going to... Um, you can just uh, roll the dice manually if you'd like, because you're just going to add the one modifier to it. So I believe it's like going to be a plus three to the damage or something of that sort. So you'll just roll if it's your rapier that you're attacking with. Uh, so that I is just going roll to forty-eight. Uh, your sneak attack damages are d sixes, I believe. No, but this is the rapier attack. Does your rapier do two d eight damage? Two d eight plus three. Oh, oh, so it's okay. I see. It's automatically calculating it. Okay, D and B eight. It's doing something. Never mind. Yeah, it's okay. doing it <laughs> automatically for me. That's why. All right. It says two d eight. Oh yeah, for mine, my I don't have a button to press to roll my attack for uh, the the things I've been critting with. Yeah. All right. So just just tell me the damage. Uh, seventeen. All right. Is that with uh with sneak attack? Uh, that is not the sneak attack hit. Okay. Well, if you're using sneak attack, uh, we're also rolling crit on the sneak attack. Yep. So you double that as well. So four d six. Uh, and that's 15. Nice. Uh, you solidly stab him, uh, somehow managing to avoid the spider on his back. Uh, you stab him in the small of his back, and your rapier digs in deep. Mm-hmm. As you pull it out, you see this black blood dripping from it. Uh, it is a solid hit, and you can hear him sort of shout out in pain. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you don't really need to worry about it. Your your teammates are dealing enough damage here. Um, I just kind of shout up to him. Screw you, tomato. <laughs> that will be a uh, unless you have anything else for your turn. That's going to be Smart's turn. Yeah, no, I. <laughs> you know, you know what, Chris? I think that was a pretty good turn. It was a good turn. Is it my turn now? It is yes. your turn. Okay. So, have I been let go? No, his hand is still on your face. Oh, all right. And our, my friends are now on the other side of him, so blocking the cannon? Uh, yes. At this point, I will say okay. uh, your cannon can make an attack. It will just be at uh, severe disadvantages trying not to hit your teammates. Wait, if it's large and I'm on its back and Ruse, like, there should be space for it to make a clean hit. Uh, you're a big spider, and Ruse is right, uh, sort of taking up the rest of his space. The cannon could try and make a hit. If that's something you wanted to do. So as part of a bonus action, the cannon can move and attack at the sa- in the same bonus action. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to use the the bonus action to move the, the cannon somewhere. It has a little better because it can move up to like 15 feet. Uh, so I am going to move it into a slightly better position. Although, I don't know, for, for, for roleplay, he's, he, does he have me, he has me by the face, right? I can't really see. He does have you by the face. You can, uh, you could, you could pull away. You can't see right now. You could attempt to pull away from his hand, though. All right, well, I don't think, I, all right, I, I think just from a roleplay perspective, these, these little cannons, I'm not a hundred percent, they've got a little bit of their own little AI in them. I just command them to attack. So I'm just going to command it to attack and have it try and find a place that it can hit without hurting me or any of my friends. And let me roll. Uh, the way it's going to be treated is that he is uh, he has cover because he's being covered okay. by a spider. Um, so he's just going to have an increased AC. So just give me a regular roll. Uh, 24. 
Uh, at 24, will you you do manage to shoot between the spider's legs, and you will hit him. Nice. Nice. It's no two crits in a row, but, you know, what are you going to do? And eight damage. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then I will, um, I'll kind of just flail at him uh, with an unarmed strike uh, using... F- <laughs> uh, let, me, let me just flail first and see if that hits. That's a dirty one, so... Uh, <laughs> oh, no. my unarmed strike is minus one so i just fail at flailing at him uh yeah you actually find as you flail at him that you can pull away from his hand he was not gripping your head that bad but the magic seems to be dragging your face to him so you can sort of feel the magic still pulling on you can i use um my move action to try and like pull away from him uh you can use your move action to try and get away from him if that is something you want to do, I, I do have to... nimble escape as well. So yeah, let's okay. let's use, what should I have to roll for that? You're just going to be able to move away from him. If you have nimble escape, what is that? Uh, that means that you can avoid attacks of opportunity. Is that it? Uh, it's dis- disengage or hide as a bonus action on each turn. Okay, so you can disengage from him, uh, and you will be able to pull your face away. But you feel some sort of magic still, sort of attaching you to him. Mm, okay. All right, well, I, I get down and move behind the bear thing away from him again to take a chance to recover. Random question. Is that a constant? Is that like a concentration spell, or is there any chance that he might have fallen off? It, it is not a concentration spell. If if it was, you have a feeling that he's not going to be able to lose concentration on it as a way of saying that he uh, he has, uh, he's got a little bit of special stuff to him, which you're about to find out. Uh, if there's anything else for your turn, Smurt, let me know before it's this demon's turn. Uh, no, I got, I got nothing. Okay. <laughs> I think that was uh, enough. This demon is, uh, is currently very upset with everything that is going on. He unfurls his wings as far as they go, and he attempts to knock you off Bindaran as he flies up. Uh, you could give me a, uh, let's make that, an, I think it's just going to be a deck save as he's trying to knock you off. Three, that is a 16. All right, and I will contest that. Uh, he will manage to knock you off as he rolled a 22 um, using his acrobatics to get away from you. Uh, it's not going to deal you any damage because you're knocked off at ground level, so you'll just sort of land there. Uh, and he is going to fly away. You can, if you would like, make an attack of opportunity. He's not able to disengage. Uh, this will be for Ruse as well. I finally get a hit. That's sweet. Uh, what do I roll for an attack of opportunity? That's just a regular attack roll. So it's a 24 to mm-hmm. hit. Um, um, that's six piercing damage, and he needs to make a constitution saving throw unless he's immune to poison. Well, how much piercing damage is it? Six. Okay, wanted to write that down. Uh, you find, as your fangs sink into him as he's flying away, you tear a little bit of his flesh. Um, your poison does not enter into his flesh, and instead you get this sort of black blood filling your spider's mouth. Um, he is immune to poison. I, I rolled a 21 to hit. Uh, you, okay. That's a uh, 9 damage, 9 piercing. All right. Do I stab his foot now? You do stab his foot as he flies up. Uh, he is he is bloodied and bruised. He looks to uh, be very enraged with the three of you as he flies up and blocks out the light once again with his silhouette. He points down to the three of you with his his hand. 
Uh, and I need each of you to make a constitution saving throw. But I don't want to. It's too bad. 17. 19. Uh, constitution saving throw is a 17. All right, you all saved. Uh, you will all take half of the damage as the sort of black lightning sort of magic streaks out from his hand and all three of you are affected by blight. It does not deal 36 damage to you. Instead, it only deals 18 damage to each of you. Oh, oh, good. <laughs> are are any of you knocked out by this? I have three hit points. I have nine hit points. Great. He looks to be sort of on the edge of death here. Uh, as he, he looks down at the three of you, his sort of magic arcing out, um, he raises his quarterstaff and you can see from the throne behind him, the black circle begins to, it looks like almost turned to liquid but it doesn't seem to be emptying out as it sort of swirls up towards his quarterstaff. He, he for a moment, just a little bit of a monologue uh, floating there in the air, uh, floating there in the air. A lot of rhyme there. Um, he says to you, uh, you will not feed the devourer, but you can feed me. Uh, he closes his fist and uh, smirt, um, you take mm. two damage. So you are still up, and he regains okay. two hit points. I'll allow it. Uh, I regain he looks, what? Uh, he regains two hit points oh, as okay. he's, the magic pulls on you once more. Um, gotcha. You feel on the edge of death. Something is connecting you to him now. And that is, uh, that's going to be his turn. All right, he is, Bendarin. He is floating a full... Uh, he is floating a good like 20 to 30 feet in the air now, so you will probably not be able to hit him on the ground unless you have a ranged attack question about is he wearing or carrying anything metal uh his staff seems to be an amalgamation of stone wood and metal um it's kind of pieced together uh he is not wearing any metal he just has a very thick skin he's wearing some sort of clericky robes uh that are kind of tattered at this point so you said the staff is partially metal do, do I get the, um, yes. the feeling that heat metal would actually deal damage to him if I were to cast it on the staff? That's what I'm basically trying to... The grip where he's holding it does not appear to be metal. Okay. Okay. I am going to use my bonus action to shift out of the giant spider. Uh-huh. Um, and then I will cast Summon Bestial Spirit. Okay. It will go on immediately after my turn. I'm choosing the fly, the fly one. Uh, so okay. it is going to take the shape of a a. Uh, hmm. Can be anything you want. <laughs> a winged kavu. All right, a winged kavu. That sounds terrifying. That sounds awesome. Yep. Uh, I I have a question. Is it like six kavu legs and a pair of wings, or are the six kavu legs like evolved into wings? It's it's kind of like um, a, a Drake. Two of the arms have or like the four, the four upper arms are connected by the there's the, the membrane. Then there's two two lesser like legs. Yeah, legs. There you go. Got it. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> so it is going. To, I'm going to summon it. Right, or I'm going to summon it. Uh, what's its fly speed? 
fly speed is 50 or 30 feet so no it's 60 feet i'm going to su or summon it 30 feet away or i'll summon it 15 feet away from old table nuggies and um <laughs> <laughs> it is going to fly by attack uh it, it will swing it'll fly by beat it around the head with its lower two legs and then fly away so it will remain about it's going to remain about 50 feet away okay give me some attack rolls only gets one attack because I'm only level four. Oh, that's in that one. Uh, it definitely seems to momentarily distract him, uh, but it does not manage to hit him as he sort of, uh, he seems to be in dire straits. And so he's very focused on not being hit right now. While before he sort of let you all stab him and throw your little cannons at him thinking he was more mighty than these adventurers. He now sees that y'all are uh, formidable foes. Then I'm going to... Uh, how close is he to a wall? He is not close to a wall at all. He's in the very center of the room. Okay. And that's how far away from the closest wall? Uh, probably a good 50 feet at that point, we'll say. However far away your bestial spirit could get is uh, there's a wall beyond that point. I'm going to break away from the group because I don't like being hit by AOEs when it's <laughs> avoidable. Uh, so I'm going to move closer to the wall and possibly prepare to jump back into spider form if I need to. Uh, you do hear him uh, as after you sort of do your actions, you hear him sort of mutter, you're not a spider. <laughs> uh, Ruse, he's floating in the air. I, ju I just kind of look back to smart. Did you know Bendarn's not a spider? <laughs> uh, Bendarn <Smirt>. face palms. <laughs> smirt, smirt just looks back and whispers, "I like, I like whoever he is." All right. Uh, Ruse looks up at um, the the demon here, and uh, she's gonna like drop her arm to like flick open her coat, grab a dagger. It's, this is the plus one dagger that I picked up Ooh. on Ravnica. And toss it up right at uh, Tabarax. Alright, give me a uh, throw an attack roll. Huh. Well, uh, that's another crit. All right. Wow. And that's going to be nine damage. Alright. Uh, your dagger flies uh, and lands directly into the center of his chest. You hear him sort of scream as it pierces into him. Uh, the darkness from the circle behind him pulses a little bit. Mm -hmm. And you can see uh, the swirling energy that's coming out. Uh, a little bit of it lances into him. And he maintains mm -hmm. his composure, but just barely. Ruse just throws her arms open and says, How do you like me now? Uh, he growls back, I don't. <laughs> good smirt is just like holding on here if we're playing a pokemon game we're full on be-doo be-doo mm -hmm. be uh <laughs> in fact that's the that's the noise my uh my my, my eldritch cannon is currently chirping because uh, it sees i'm 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 in bad shape love it uh but i i 
raise my I raise the negotiator shakily, and I uh, I don't even have the strength for a, the the presence of mind for a terrible quip, uh, and I shoot, and it's an eighteen to hit. the The good news is that you do hit. Uh, the bad news is that he seems to still be maintained by whatever energy is coming from this black circle behind him. Mm. You finally do hit him. It hits him pretty solidly on the shoulder. Uh, he is clearly gritting his teeth, focusing on pulling energy from this black circle behind him. Can't a goblin catch a break? Fire the cannon at the circle. Ah, <laughs> uh, for science and the force ballista that's been uh, tracking the demon Tobobo uh, aims at the black circle instead and fires for a uh, 10. So you hit the throne next to the circle and you do hear a little bit of a crack in the stonework, uh, this ancient stonework. At this time, uh, the demon Tabarax, you can see him push his staff forward. He pulls from that circle this swirling sort of black energy. It seems to sort of shine like it was the black blood itself, but blood doesn't float like that. It moves more like air. He's pulling from it. You can feel smirt that he's he's sort of tugging on your life force once more. Uh, and then at that very moment, um, Bindaran, I believe you're the one who hears this first. Uh, as you have the highest passive perception, you hear sort of a whirring sound. You all see at the same time, though, a bright blue light flash from these aether catchers that were that you noticed earlier, uh, Smirt, that seem to be sort of positioned in four corners of this room. You then also, uh, Bindarin, because you're the only one with a high enough perception to hear this, uh, a faint sort of popping sound from somewhere behind the demon. A voice sort of calls out very calmly and quietly from behind him. Oh, no, no, that's not for you to use. As the demon widens his eyes in surprise, and then all of the black energy from the circle retreats back into it. He spins around in midair, his wings flapping uh, to face whatever is behind him. And then suddenly the four Aether Catchers were into high power mode, a flash of blue light from each of them. Uh, you see an arc of that energy fly out from them, and all four of them land on Tabrax at once. You're all blinded for a moment with this flash before you see uh, the room sort of return to its darkened, sort of unnaturally glowing state. Um, and there is a, a, a Vidalcan standing on the throne holding <clears throat> some kind of bl- glowing orb uh, that is diminishing in brightness. And he just turns and faces the three of you and goes, Thank you. I really do appreciate this um, assistance. I've been meaning to collect on this one for a while. Ruse opens uh, her coat and uh, the plus one dagger falls right back into its sheath. She says, Mm -hmm. You're welcome, weirdo who tried to kill me on Ravnica. Oh, hey, it's you, the Vidalcan. What what, what do you want? Oh, I've already got what I want. This will be... um, delivered to my master shortly uh thank you all though and i do appreciate the assistance uh i'll make sure to mark that down for the next time when i need to kill you to make it a little bit more uh humane but for now i'll uh, be going no wait who's your master 
he has he he turns around as if to walk through the the stone throne uh and just over his shoulder he says the devourer and at that point he uh planes walks away and for some reason there's a flurry of snow behind him as he does there is <laughs> smart just like sighs and says why is everyone always so vague I don't know. How can he give me a humane death? Neither of us are even humans. I I don't understand. I I just Well, there's lots of shiny stuff in here. So, you know, we're we're not dead. Let's take some let's take some good stuff and let's just go. Zendikar does not agree with me. The lithoform technology is just it's very hard to incorporate into my things. Uh, the core here don't seem to understand any of the technical questions I ask them. It's just, let's just go. The uh, the light from the Aether Catchers seems to be completely dead. And now there's just this gold filigree machinery in the corners of the room. This isn't natural as Bindorana starts smashing them. <laughs> um, yeah, so amongst the treasure, you'll all find some magical items, of course, Uh each of you will find something that we will reveal at the start of the next session. Uh, as the next adventure we have, we'll be picking up right here. But there will be a difference in that you will all have leveled up to level five. Yay! Yay! Can can I can I give a little sneak peek because we have discussed what my item is? Yes. You may uh, you may examine the item you found in uh, the pile of treasure. As. Uh... Smart is is sighing and complaining, and Bindaran is smashing these things. Ruse opens the other side of her coat, pulls out uh, the dagger that she picked up on the floor earlier from the pile of treasure, uh, turns it around in her hands, um, playing with some of the hole openings on the hilt, smirks, and planes walks away. You're just gonna you're just gonna leave? Yeah. All right. She got she got um, treasure. This was a treasure hunt. She got a treasure. She's going. All right. Uh, you will planes walk away. Um, Smirt. Uh, what what are you uh what are you gonna find in this pile of treasure? I look at the negotiator and I sigh and I say, "The one time you hit something, it was no good. I need. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but I'm gonna have to replace you." And I start digging in there and looking for some sort of high-tech weapon. Maybe a firearm? You do find um, sort of near some other treasure that looks very much like something from Kaladesh. You find what looks to be like a a glass vial encased in this filigree gold metal um, that's also interwoven with some, some silver. It appears to have a handle on it as well. Um, and you get the idea from your artificer background that this this has got a trigger, it's got some sort of container. It looks like it might be some kind of firearm, if you were to know what a firearm was um, from, from your experiences of traveling abroad. I believe that there are some uh, rudimentary gunpowder examples on Dominaria, uh, but this is... Oh yeah, I visited the Aliborn for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is uh this is similar to that except you can't see a place to put gunpowder but you do see what appears to be a glass vial with some kind of energy flowing through it. And I pick it up and I say, "Yes." <laughs> Bindarin, you you find something um this may not be the only thing you find here, but you do find something 
uh, as you're smashing one of the Aether Catchers, what appears to be kind of like a spear or a javelin. Uh, the handle is made of wood. The blade seems to be made of a, a type of metal that you don't necessarily recognize, and it has runes carved into it. Um, and the other end from the blade, there appears to just be growth on it, as if this was taken from a tree, like a branch. Uh, and despite the fact that it is no longer connected to any sort of source of water, there's no light in here, there are some pink flowers blooming along the uh, the twigs at the other end. Ooh, pretty. Um, but that is where we're going to leave off before uh, our next adventure, which might take us somewhere snowy. Maybe uh, your spear can help guide you there. We'll find out as uh, we will move on to Cal time the next time we meet. Sounds good. Excellent. All right. Uh, this one has gone a little long already. So uh, Lorelai, do the Patreon thing and then we'll we'll go out. Yeah. Um, if you like Final Thoughts, too bad we ran a long episode. I think all our Final Thoughts is that we're very excited for Kaladash. I think we can agree on that, yeah? <laughs> Call yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. I was very excited for Kaladash. <laughs> didn't, didn't I do this last week? We, we, I did I this did earlier this. today, too, yeah. I, yeah, okay, call time. We can, whatever, it doesn't matter. We're not talking about it for a couple more weeks, but we will. And if you're excited for call time, too, uh, if you head over to patreon.com slash thevorthoscast and help support us, uh, you get access to our Discord community where Vorthoses from around the world are losing their minds about this set. We've had uh, the first few preview cards shown. We've got four wonderful planeswalkers and Kaya and Tybalt returning and our, our new elf Himbo Tyvar and our non-binary athletic sensation Nico. And we just have so many fantastic folks there and it's a wonderful community that we would love for you to be part of. So, uh, like I said, head over to patreon.com slash thevorthoscast, uh, keep this show running, and join a wonderful community full of wonderful folks. Thank you all for listening. This has been The Vorthoscast.